Is there a supply problem in the GTA housing market and that's why prices keep rising? Or is that just a myth put out by the housing industry? Find out on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening once again. It's Andrew LaFleur from True Condos, and I appreciate your support for this show. So as I mentioned in the intro, I want to talk about the supply question today. And the reason for this podcast is there was an article in the Globe and Mail, an opinion piece written by Gary Mason in the Globe and Mail. I must confess, I don't know who Gary Mason is. Uh, I believe he's uh, just a a reporter, uh, an opinion writer for the Globe and Mail. Uh, But nevertheless... Um, Mr. Mason is his headline is sky high condo prices aren't a supply problem. So obviously that ruffled a few feathers within the housing industry. And a lot of people are posting this on social media. If you follow people within the uh, housing industry on Twitter, Facebook, and so on, you might've seen this pop up on your feed. And a lot of people are saying, uh, that they disagree with this article. So I wanted to dive into it a little bit here and tell you what I think about uh, the subject at hand, which is a supply question. Basically, in his article, to summarize it, he's basically saying that, um, more or less, he's saying that there's the, there's not a problem with supply in the housing market. He believes the problem is with government intervention or lack thereof. He seems to be pushing for uh, the the solution in his mind for the problem of affordability and lack of uh, affordable housing in Toronto and Vancouver especially is more government intervention. And he's saying the government continues to let us down. He's saying that this idea that um, it's a supply issue is, is basically a myth put forward by the housing industry he's saying look around i believe he's vancouver based he's using examples in vancouver he's saying look around vancouver and you can buy there's condos going up everywhere and you can buy them look here's one for starting at 1.7 million here's a two bedroom for 1.5 million it's basically saying that the prices are just out of control and the developers who are saying new supply is going to solve it. He's saying, no, look at the new supply that's coming out. It's so expensive. It's not going to solve anything. Um, and he goes into this foreign buyer thing. Um, this was a bit of a surprise. He's once again, harping in on this, um, much, uh, talked about and been proven to be, uh, uh, false so many times that uh, he's saying that foreign investment is driving up prices, that foreigners are coming in and buying huge amounts of pre, you know, pre-construction condos and they're flipping them for profits or he says they're hanging on to them as safe investments and renting them out. Well, um, if that is a crime, then uh, lock me up because... Uh, <laughs> Buying a condo and renting it out what uh, as an investment, what uh, what a concept. So um, 
anyways, I, I definitely disagree with the main thrust of the article. He's got some points that are certainly valid. Um, that they're the main point being there is an affordability problem. We can all agree on that. That it is becoming a very expensive city to live in in Toronto. And although I don't know the Vancouver market intimately, from what I understand, it's a very similar problem there as well, if not more so because price points are higher and average income is, uh, from what I understand, is lower in Vancouver and area compared to Toronto. And certainly it's a much smaller city with far fewer, uh, small, much smaller job pools. So here's a few points that I wanted to bring up on this subject and give you my take on it. Number one is we do have a supply problem. Absolutely no question. We do have a supply problem. It's it's plain to see. All you have to do is look at the numbers. Um, the numbers don't lie. We have um, it just every year it seems to be getting worse. We have fewer and fewer properties available for sale. If you look at um, if you look at the low rise new construction low rise market, we've got you know a handful of of properties available for purchase in the GTA versus ten years ago we had tens of thousands of them. Uh, the the available supply on the new low rise side has dropped off like a cliff over the past 10 years or so. We have a major lack of supply compared to years past in the low rise housing market, new construction housing market. If you look at the high rise market, new construction high rise market, it's a similar story. Although we are building and launching and releasing more high rise condos than ever before. And the trend is certainly moving up upwards with uh you know year after year building more and more high-rise condos the standing inventory the amount available for sale is at something like a 10-year low right now so basically everything that has been launched in the last you know two or three years everything is sold out new projects that are coming out today as you know, if you've been following me or this podcast or my emails for any amount of time, you know that projects are selling out over the past six to 12 months. Projects are selling out overnight, entire projects, 300, 400, 500, in some cases, a thousand units are selling out within days. And so this just continues to exacerbate the supply problem where there's, you know, normally a project would sell out 30, 40% in the first you know, launch period, and then it would take several months or even a couple of years for them to sell the remainder. And so that inventory would be available out in the market for anyone to come and purchase. But all that inventory that is usually there is gone because it's disappearing at launch. It's disappearing within those first few days. And so there's nothing to buy. And, and that is, uh, is a big problem. Supply is low and Again, supply and demand, economic 101, economics 101, prices keep rising. So there's really no question we do have a supply problem. You look at the resale market, it's the same story. We have far fewer uh, properties available than uh, you look at the condo market right now. We have far fewer properties available today than there were a year ago or two years ago and so on. That's today. That's the market today. We definitely have a supply issue and so it is a seller's market the balance of power is definitely with sellers right now still and we just do not have enough product out there to buy 
Number two, that's the first point. We definitely have a supply problem. Number two, the housing market is interconnected. This is, again, something I talk about a lot on the podcast. It's critical to understanding um, the economics and the reality of housing is you have to understand that everything is connected. So the fatal flaw of so many um, analysts who look at the market or uh, articles that you see in the media, headlines that you see in the media, is that they are just f- usually and often focused on just one segment of the market and drawing conclusion based on one segment. So, but you have to understand that all the segments of the market are connected: low rise, high rise, and the rental market. Everything is connected to each other, and you know they're all. You do one in one thing, it's going to have repercussions in the other area, and so on. So. When again, when you when you look at uh, the mix of new housing that is being built, so ten years ago you would have say three, you'd have three new low-rise homes in the GTA built for every one new condo built, approximately three to one. Now today, ten years later, that number has completely been flipped on its head. Now you have approximately three high-rise condos built for every one low-rise house that's built, and so. Uh, when somebody says, you know, just a basic example, when somebody says there are too many condos being built or look at all the cranes everywhere, uh, this is all going to crash. It's a bubble. Look at, you know, there's too many condos, too many condos. Well, again, condos are just one piece of the overall housing market. How many houses are being built? Well, if, if we told you that house construction was down, you know, 80% from what it was 10 years ago, then it would make a lot more sense why high-rise construction has increased over the years. So the amount of total houses available, total uh, homes available, houses and condos available today, is not all that different from what it was 10 years ago and so on. So the, the market is simply flipped, and a big reason for the flip was in 2005, the Places to Grow Act came into place, the Green Belt came into place uh, around the GTA, severely restricting and limiting sprawl and land available for development in the Golden Horseshoe. And so we have, uh, and also just public policy in the Places to Grow Act encourages uh, urban, high-rise, intensive, dense um, development as opposed to sprawl and continuing to spread further and further out, which is basically what happened, you know, nonstop and, and unabated from you know, the 1950s, 60s, right up uh, until really until 2005 when this legislation came into play. So the housing market is interconnected. You also got to look at the rental market as well. So you could you can make conclusions about where the market is going based on what you see in the low rise market or the high rise market. You also have to take into account the rental market. People have to live somewhere. They're either going to buy or they're going to rent. That is a decision that everyone has to first make is, am I buying or renting? And then they go and they find housing. So you, you can't look at just the, the sales without looking at the rentals as well. <clears throat> you look at what's happening in the rental market right now. Rental prices are up approximately 9 or 10% year over year. Uh, right now for condos in the city. So rental prices are rising as well as uh, uh, resale and new um, 
houses and condo prices. So, so as a person looking for housing, where are you going to go? Uh, rents are rising. Resale prices are rising. New construction prices are rising. All these things are pointing to one simple solution, and that is we're not building enough new housing. We are a region that is a region that's growing, and we're growing quickly, and we're just not keeping up with the growth. And so we need more housing. Again, it's we have a supply problem. When all segments of the market are rising, including the rentals, then it's it's pretty clear what's what's happening here is we have a supply problem. We, we are not building enough. And my third point, so that was my second point, housing markets are all interconnected. You have to look at them together. Going back to the first point, we do have a supply problem. And now my final point that I wanna bring up about this is the solution is supply, but unfortunately we can't rush the solution. So what I mean by that is Yes, we do have a supply problem. Yes, the answer is more supply, but unfortunately, there's no magic bullet. You can't just snap your fingers and make new supply. Uh, even if you know the, even if overnight we, we we the government said, you know what, the green belt thing, it was a bad idea. Uh, we're just going to get rid of the whole green belt, free for all. Developers build anywhere you want. It would still take at least two or three years. Even in that extreme scenario, that's not going to even happen. It would still take two or three years for the new supply to actually come on stream and to have an effect on the market in a material sense to actually uh, have so much new supply that prices would actually um, begin to level out or, or fall with any significance. So there's natural ebbs and flows in every market right now we are in a sort of natural slowing down state in the resale market we're seeing it there's uh since the uh you know since around april the first end of march we've seen an increase of supply as prices have risen so dramatically over the past year finally people a lot of people are starting to say you know what uh this property that i've been sitting on or whatever or it's time to sell. So you're seeing more and more people sort of cashing in on the massive gains that have happened in their properties over the past year. More supply is coming on stream and things are starting to slow down, at least in the resale market. Um, it's still certainly a seller's market, definitely not a buyer's market, but things are very different now than they were. And a lot of it, again, is just affordability. If you know, prices have gone up so much that You've sucked a lot of buyers out of the system. But again, where do those buyers go? They go back to renting um, or they stay where they are and they don't sell. So, I mean, you know, all these things are interconnected. Um, the At the end of the day, uh, there's not going to be any significant change in the market unless something dramatic happens either on the supply side of the equation or the demand side of the equation. So if you know, the, like this author was saying in this article, he's basically calling the government out to do something about it. There's only so much the government can do. Um, you know, the, even if the government looks at, uh, raising interest rates, um, they've, we've been talking about that for years. It doesn't look like interest rates are going to be raised anytime soon for the past, I'd say, you know, seven or eight years. It's always next year, next year, end of the next year, end of next year beginning of next year it's always that's what you know get ready for interest rate increases they've been saying that for again almost a decade now is get ready for interest rate increases the reality is the government has so much debt accumulated 
that it just doesn't make any sense for them to raise interest rates because they, you know, you talk about our mortgages and, and things that we have to pay off. Well, look at the government. Look at, you know, we are the government. It's our money. Look at look at the debt that the government has accumulated and built up and is, you know, continuing to increase. And do you think they have any incentive to raise interest rates when they have, they're sitting on the biggest, you know, pile of debt that they've ever sat on in our country's history? Of course not. It makes no sense. It's in their best interest to keep interest rates low. Um, and it's just sort of this conundrum that we're in where interest rates, you know, could very well stay at this period at this level you can make an argument for decades to come sure they might go up a quarter point here or there but in terms of going up you know two three percentage points um i personally just don't see that happening i don't see that happening anytime in the you know in the next several years we'll say um and you could make an argument that for decades to come uh the interest rates will stay low um, so I think the only thing that's really going to change the market and something I've said time and time again, or if, if there's a massive interest rate increase, which would curb demand, or if there's some kind of a recession, of course, when there's a recession, when people are losing their jobs, um, that will obviously have an effect on the housing market and slow things down. But, you know, all things are seemingly pointing in the opposite direction right now that we are in a period of growth coming out of a coming out of a long period of uh, sort of post-recessionary, um, you know, just flat sort of market and flat sort of growth, uh, very slow growth where sort of the signs are, you know, if you look at what's happened in the U.S. especially, signs are pointing towards we're in, in for a period of growth economically over the next several years. But, of course, nobody has a crystal ball. We'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, so either interest rates, a recession, or in some kind of dramatic supply side change, that's the only thing that's going to change the market. But again, you, there is no there is no dramatic supply side change. Even if, I, like I said, if you erase the green belt or something like that, it would take years, at least two or three years, before um, any kind of supply side uh, of the equation uh, change would have an impact on the market. Okay, there you go. I blabbed on enough about this subject for today. I hope you found some of this podcast today, or maybe all of it in a perfect world, interesting and useful to you. And if you did, if you can go ahead and share this with somebody that you know who you think could benefit from this podcast, today's episode, or any of the episodes, I would really appreciate that. Okay, until next time, I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening, and make sure you do subscribe at truecondos.com. Uh, Drop your email in anywhere on the site and make sure you're up to date on all the condo investments that are happening here in Toronto. Thank you and talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.